0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time, with your hosts, Katie Marley. You know, it's a common thought that we can never balance our time and our money, We run out of money when there are still so many days on the calendar. What are some of the ideas and tools that will help us more efficiently manage these two resources? On today's program, you'll learn how being mighty is the result of transforming one's life. One insight, one choice, one action at a time. Now, here is K.D. Marley, which is K. Mar and D. Lee.
2: Welcome to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. My name is Kay Mar, and I am here with my co-host, Dee Lee. Together, we welcome you to our show, Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time. Thank you.
3: We are very excited to have this opportunity to talk with you about Being Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time.
2: The idea for the show comes from our, our experience working with small business owners who frequently run out of time before they run out of things to do and run out of money before they run out of months.
3: It's really a typical small business or entrepreneurial situation uh, and be, be doing that.
2: And it's not restricted to business owners. It seems to be a really common issue. But Dee Lee and I are small business owners and we are coming from that perspective.
3: So what led you to, to this point in time?
2: For me, I would say that with the whole um Part of being a small business owner coming to this, I really would start out by saying that I'm a thinker, and my background is in philosophy and particularly ethics, and this plays into how I run my business, what my perspective is in the business, and I also like just to play with numbers.
3: Well, and it's very interesting because I have um, learned a lot from my father who um, was a bank manager and did a lot of um, nonprofit uh, contributions. And so when I was 10 years old, he was a lot of times uh, working on bank uh, or on uh, reconciliation projects. And it was in the old ledger years of working with um, paper ledgers and um, the old crank uh, adding machines. So I learned a lot with um, that situation because he um, asked me to actually help him fi- find a 50 cent error that he had. And so I ended up finding the error. And from that point on, I was very fascinated with how numbers are organized and how, you know, that's a very important concept um, and being able to find things. Um, my father also listened to the radio a lot. Uh, we didn't have a TV at that point. And what it did was for myself, it also taught me to use my imagination because the stories and the different things that were coming through the radio were actually ways for me to tune in and actually be listening um, actively. Um, It taught me to be using my mind. Um, He also did a lot with... uh, paint by numbers and working with uh, puzzles and so I I just learned a lot from my dad and so balancing and numbers has been in my life a long time
2: and with Katie Marley what we have done is taken our experiences and the things that we've learned in our lives and combined the two of us and we actually write books Um, we we're co-authors but we just use the persona of Katie Marley in the books that we write, the articles that we write and when you're a small business owner you wear a whole lot of hats and you're doing all these different parts and pieces of running a business and along the years we've realized that we've gathered all sorts of experiences and wisdom in running the small business and balancing our money and our time and we've also found that we're a catalyst for change and so this is to share with you some of the things that we have learned over the years.
3: Part of our experience has been working in the uh, what's called in the business world back office area. And so with that concept um, we've come up with a tagline called wisdom for the practical side of passion because a lot of small business owners are doing their passion that's their focus that's why they ended up being Um, or choosing, making choices to actually work on their own or in their passion area. Um, What has happened a lot of times is the small business owner or entrepreneur doesn't have the um, tools or the experience to actually handle everything in a a small business. So they end up having to outsource or just not even doing some parts of it um, because of their limited funds or limited time. And so... Um, our experience has been working with people that um, have been in a uh, business for more than a year because a lot of times that's when people really decide they need help and need to go forward in, in their business too. So,
2: And one of the things that we've learned as small business owners and that we've also seen with our clients is that when you are running a small business, when you own a small business and you have so many different hats and you're trying to do everything and Working all the time really doesn't work, and yet when you are a small business owner, it seems like your to-do list never stops. And so for this, we found this to be true in our lives too, and this is kind of what um, gave us the impetus to look for change, to find ways that we could find balance in balancing our money and our time and also in our lives as a whole. Uh, One of the things that we've found too is that for both of us, we're able to get into the details, and that's what we do with the numbers. But we're also both able to step back and look at the big picture, Um, and we're able to analyze things. One of the things that we advertise with ourselves is that we're able to look at problems, but then go beyond the problems and find the most efficient solution and the ways to um, analyze it and, and find solutions that actually work. And we've done this with the problem of finding balance in our own lives
3: we've actually enjoyed learning new things and part of the um the the wonderful part of being an entrepreneur is having that freedom to make choices and sometimes it's it's an overwhelm but a lot of times like with learning new things um, we like to learn them apply them and then share the knowledge either in a combined effort or with new elements. And part of our uh, discovery process going on with creating the um, Be Mighty uh, Balancing Your Money and Your Time is is actually a combination of learning and applying some of these new ideas. And in looking at the different solutions, there's ways of applying those tools in a variety of ways. It's not always going to be the same for each situation, but having an ability to step back and be creative and have an approach and consistently looking at at the different options and having a way to work through that has been really, we found very um, profound.
2: One of the things that we've also found as we're going through this process is that um, we like teaching other people what we have learned. And so as we've developed this process in our own lives, this is something also that we wanted to teach other people, the things that we've learned. And Dee, one of the things that you have told me is that in working with your numbers, that you have a passion for doing this. Can you tell me about that?
3: Um, it, it's built upon what I learned from my dad and... You know he was not af- afraid of uh, rows of numbers, and um, he worked a lot with um, counting. And so, as a kid, I was doing math problems when I should be out playing sometimes, and I was uh, doing paint by numbers because I was coming up with an image, but able to actually connect the dots. And um, it, it taught me a lot of creativity, approach, uh, curiosity um you know that's that's a powerful effort right there in being able to look at a problem and actually be able to look at it consistently so and kaylee Kay, k Kay, um is actually um very focused on other areas um and has a lot of passion uh what is your favorite passion
2: I would say there's a lot of things that I really like to do and that I enjoy doing, but I would say the biggest passion that I have in my life is ethics, and it's something I've always been aware of even before I had the language to talk about ethics as what it is. It was it was things I thought about before I had the words for it. Another passion I have is playing with information, and one of the things that I've learned is in playing with numbers is that when you're working with numbers for a business, the numbers tell a story. And you can analyze the numbers to get different kinds of information. They're not just inert things sitting there that you can actually um, put them together different ways and, and learn the story of what's going on with the business. And so I just have a lot of fun playing with the numbers and playing with the information and reading the stories that numbers tell me. Um, I know one of the things that you and I have talked about is why did we decide we had to make changes in our lives?
3: Well, it became, um, you know, the effort of an entrepreneur is to do the best you can with everything you're doing. And that means you're on... Task um, as best you can with everything, which then creates a, almost an overwhelm situation. And life sometimes comes along in a situation that you're not planning, it's not on your to do list, and it ends up um, getting it, everything more or less shuffled. And for myself, um, I was in the process of caring for a lot of other people. My, my son was young. Um, I had elderly parents I was helping care for in a long distance distance situation so I was flying out of town every three weekends to um, spend three or four days with them and then coming back and then in this whole process ended up not caring for myself in, in the process so I decided it, I needed a change. I needed a change of um, attitude. I needed a change of some of the habits because when you're in overwhelm a lot of time you're numb and you're not really clearly thinking how you're approaching your situation. How about yourself? You've um, you've also know, I've known you quite a while, and you've made changes in um, in different ways, and it, I think it's very uh, noticeable.
2: Thank you. I'd say the biggest impetus for me to change actually started probably about 20 years ago, and at that point in time, I was in a fairly challenging situation in my life, and we've all been in those situations, but one of the things I realized one day as I was in this situation was that every time I opened my mouth, something negative came out, and I really do not like listening to people whining and complaining, and so... Yeah, I found out myself that I was doing that. So I made a conscious choice to change and that when I said something, it was going to be something positive instead of complaining about what I was in and then w- along with that, start making changes to change the situation that I was in. Um, so that that's pretty much where my change came from. What would you say de- are the, the tools that you have used to make the changes that you have and to come to the place where you are now?
3: Um, pretty much my biggest focus is persistence. And that helps to keep um, a focus because you've got something that your your focal point you're, you're wanting to do. And um, the ability to back away from a situation long enough to be able to take a look at it and actually uh, tie into it um, I've been also finding that um, I'm very optimistic in a lot of ways, and that does help to get through the hard parts. Um, It's been very challenging, but um, that has been very helpful um, with my process. And how about
2: you? I would say the biggest tool that has been part of my success has been a choice to live with integrity. Uh, being honest in who I am and in my interactions with other people. I don't play games and mind, mental games, that is, with other people. And that to me is, uh, is really, really huge. That and then being able to think creatively, choosing to be optimistic, playing with words. Um, if you had could tell somebody one thing as a piece of advice, what would you tell them?
3: I think it, the main thing is to be open to opportunities, to actually be listening in um, what is presented to you or what comes through your, whatever contacts you have via the email or phone or messages and willing to change because a lot of times you'll get new inputs and in that process of change, it's stepping out of your comfort zone and taking some risks. I know that that's a lot of times challenge, but that's also an opportunity to uh, move forward in a lot of creative ways. How about you?
2: I think for me, the single piece of advice that I would give people, again, is to choose to live with integrity and live with respect. Respect yourself and respect those around you. Um, that's, I think it's fairly short and sweet. And that's where I would say uh, live with integrity and be respectful.
3: It appears we're going to need to go to a commercial break now. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about uh, more about how how to be mighty and uh, proceeding with some of the details on how we put together uh, the different elements. And we're very excited to be able to share this with you as it's been a process for ourselves over the last um, 10 years and Uh, We look forward to uh, talking to you when we come back.
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Get ready to experience a more fulfilling lifestyle. Tune in to Direct Connect Empowerment with host Fee Mazanke. The show will feature guests who have changed their lives by using the Direct Connect coaching program or have worked with the same concepts that this program offers. By hearing how others have been transformed, you will be inspired to move forward. Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee Mazanke can be heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
1: Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show.
3: Welcome back to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. The show will give you practical tools and suggestions for attaining balance.
2: What we would like to do right now is... Introduce the concept of be mighty balancing your money and your time if you've looked at the advertisements for our show there on the Voice America site you'll see that we have kind of a funny spelling of it but it's B for balancing and then MY for money and TE for time so this we're going to be talking about balancing your money and your time and this is drawn from our experience both in our own lives and in working with our clients who pretty much are all small business owners. And there's so much that as business owners we have to do. We have to stay current in our field. Uh, We a lot of times have to do marketing, do the actual work of the business, take care of all these different things. There's too much to do, not enough time. There's too much months at the end of the money. And one of the things I want us to think about is instead of thinking about time and money as two separate discrete things is to realize that they're both forms of energy and a lot of people have actually said that money and time are interchangeable and this is because they are both energy and in order to be balanced you need to look at how are you spending your time how are you spending your money do you get caught up in all the fires that come across your desk every day, that you're so focused on dealing with what's urgent and you completely forget about what's important. Uh, It's really easy to get distracted. It's difficult to stay focused. And
3: it's really living in a rut. Uh, You get buried into the routines. Um, Sometimes you're so much on autopilot, you get out of bed and You're not sure what day it is, so you head into the office. Maybe it's Sunday morning. (laughs) But the idea is that um, sometimes it's really difficult to step back and really examine the the various elements of one's life. And that's what we're um, presenting here with um, actually our Be Mighty attitude of being able to step out of the regular routine and be focused.
2: And in this part of Be Mighty, you'll notice that we have titled this particular show about connecting the mighty dots, so you might be wondering what these mighty dots are. What they are is that they're parts of yourself that they make up what is you, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your fingers, you can touch, you have the sense of smell, you have feet. All these different things are mighty dots, but it's also things like your lungs that you can breathe. Um, extremely important. You have a heart so that you can love. All this is part of your mighty dots. That it's the parts that make up your body and your mind. And in order to be balanced, these dots need to be connected. So
3: what happens, too, is if you're not connected and a lot of people operate in their mind, you know, they forget their body is part of it, um, but that's a little difficult when you're moving around because your body moves. Um, and in that process, you're expanding from your inner self to your environment. So um, it's very important to take a, a look at your environment. Is it supporting you?
2: It, how do you think your environment, I mean, how would you say that your environment is a mighty dot? How does it affect you?
3: Well, if you're living in chaos, your mind is going to have chaotic feelings of when you're in that space. Um, we actually have that as part of our focus on one of our um, episodes because it is such an important opportunity to make sure that your your outside of yourself is helping uh, keep yourself organized. And by having that aligned, it's going to help you in in the ability to actually approach anything you're doing so it it becomes a part of the foundational elements that we're we're also looking at
2: so the mighty dots, the different parts of yourself and then your environment some people i 've heard it uh, heard people say that your environment is a reflection of who you are, and for some of us, I think if you look around where we live or our office space, that might be kind of a scary thought. So, yeah, it does seem like the environment would be a big piece of it.
3: Well, and that's kind of interesting, too, with the emphasis on uh, paperless offices. And when that first came out, um, there was a lot of discussion about having a clean desk and no paper, everything electronic. And in um, certain industries it's very difficult Um, what was happening is people would have it electronic then they would print the paper and then they would have to do something with the paper they'd file it or they'd shred it and so the um, idea is a great concept but I don't know how appropriate it in reality it's really there so
2: definitely doesn't seem to be too paperless because even the paperless offices have paper shredders and if they're paperless, anyway, um, you talked earlier, Dee, about doing the connect the dot pictures or the paint by number where you would, um, I guess I'm thinking of especially the connect the dot that we a lot of us did as, as little kids. Um, you start your pencil at the dot labeled number one, and then you would just go through following the dots. And when you were finished, it created this really cool picture. And I know when we were first starting to talk about this first show and calling it Connecting the Dots, that was one of the images that came up for me. Um, So when you connect them correctly, it makes a really cool picture. But what happens if some of the dots are out of place? Or if you don't count right?
3: Well, then you've got an out-of-balance situation. And that's where this is so powerful in the sense of imagery. Because if you can't count, You know, as a kid, I was still thinking I could count, and sometimes I didn't. So, when I was connecting the physical, I was drawing my line from here to here, and I was following the numbers series. If I made a mistake, I came out with a really, really strange picture. Um, Sometimes I could make a creative, if I had used uh, something other than a pencil, then I had to use my imagination to come up with a story of something about this (laughs) out-of-balance situation. (laughs) It became very humorous because sometimes it was a really strange story because the picture became very abstract or whatever, but we had fun with it, and um, that 's one of my memories of actually learning some of the uh, imagery of how important it is to actually see the the end picture that you 're trying to come up with, and so um, it it's a a concept that I think is important in us looking at connecting these mighty dots that we are because if we're if we're not going to see our imagery that we want to get to in a clear picture, then we're kind of wandering around or we might connect our mind to our elbow or something that might not actually <laughs> be the right connection in the in the lineup. and so it's um it becomes very. Um, specific in some ways um, it can be funny and if you s- attack some of these issues um, and look at it with a sense of humor um, it can be a lot more fun and, and actually uh, you know, give you some enjoyment.
2: So basically I guess what we're saying here is that like connecting the picture dots when we were kids all these mighty dots are elements of yourself and if they're not balanced and connected, then you, me, us, we are the ones who are going to be skewed, that it's not going to be a true reflection of who we are. And that all brings, takes us back to the whole concept of balance. And what does it mean to be balanced? Because that's kind of the goal of where we're trying to go. So what does it mean to be balanced?
3: Well, if we take a look at ourselves, which is our starting gate, and, um... We really want to be integrated in our different parts of ourselves. We want to look at ourselves as a whole being. And what does that mean in the different areas? You know, you've got your mind, your physical body, your, your whole being, yourself. You're um, looking for ways to actually add energy. These are the elements that become uh, can become separated and are focused on differently. So that's very important to be able to understand these parts and make choices so that you can be working within a balanced situation.
2: And w- th- what brings comes up to my mind with this when we talk about balance, I've read different things, and I'm sure a lot of people have too, about when people get to the end of their lives and they're dying, And what are the kinds of things they say? And I know one of the things I was reading said that nobody says things like, I wish I had bought a bigger boat or I wish I had worked more at the office or spent more time at the office. Um, That Basically what people say when they get to the end of their life is, I wish I had spent more time with my family. Um, I wish I had hugged that person the last time I saw them instead of having an argument with them. And so if we're out of balance, if we spend all of our time working and don't pay attention to ourselves or, you know, it could, it could be even the thing of getting to their end of their life and saying, well, I wish I'd taken better care of myself so that I could have lived longer and been, been around the people I love longer. Um, so being balanced in general seems to be making sure that all the parts of you um are in the correct balance that you're not spending all of your days and nights and weekends working, um, even though we have passions, an, an incredible to-do list as business owners. And I know when you and I were talking about this earlier, you had mentioned that getting to the end of life without saying "I wish I had" instead of saying that, oh, well, I never got to these things on my to-do list. I wish I had more time so I could do those.
3: And one of one of the the uh, empowerment processes that my dad was able to share on the end of his life was uh, a comment that was pretty up front on my mind was his comment of saying, I wish I had 20 more years of being able to do something with his life. And when... Uh, you know, he was 86, I believe, when he passed away, and you know he had been, you know, taking care of himself and doing things. But that was really a big uh, comment that has stayed in my mind. And so, with that whole concept of how, what do you do with your time, and um, your time is your choice. I mean, basically, time is limited in the clock element, but you make choices every minute as to how you apply you know, the effort to do something in that minute. And so it's always important to take a step back and um, ask yourself, what are you actually doing with your time? Uh, The choices that you make are very important.
2: So would you say that if you're balanced with your time, that you're getting the important things done first and that when you get to the end of the day, you're feeling like you've actually accomplished what you needed to accomplish that day without sacrificing your own needs or the needs to be with your family and friends. Um, do you think that would be a fair comment?
3: I believe so, and it's always good to wrap up in your mind um, you know, in a priority uh, perspective. Sometimes um, people have different uh, elements that come up that have different priorities for different people based upon their situation. So some people look at the sitting in front of a TV as a time waster, but those are really independent and, you know, it's really not a judgment call on anyone else's uh, focus because really if someone's sitting doing something, they ha- they have made a choice in that process. And
2: so, well, I know, um, I remember reading something that was talking about, you know, being more productive in the office and how much time people waste playing computer games. And the contrast with that, though, is if you're in a company or if you have a company that's developing a computer games, then sitting there playing a computer game is not a waste of your time. It could be research if you're pay, playing one of your um software development rivals games and figuring out how they do it. So that I don't think you can take one particular thing and say that's a time waster and that for that statement to be true for everyone, I think we have to be very cautious. And I think really only I can determine what is a time waster for me and only you can determine what is a time waster for you. I think it's very difficult to make that judgment call for other people.
3: Well, it's like any other choices that one makes, um, and those choices are very individual and need to be approached that way. Um, along with the same concept is how do you spend your money, and or how do you save your money? How do you approach money or finances? That's a an area of a lot of of um, you know things that people feel very um unquestioned. i mean they don't they don't really want to go and talk to their friend about their checkbook it's a yeah. it's a conversation stopper a lot of times in the sense of um not just conversation with others but also with family and also um sometimes there's anger and and there's a lot of time displacement uh focused on money and how to control spending and working with that whole area and so the word balance and having to do with money is more with um, you know it's a it's a tracking process and people track things in different ways and again it's it's their choice.
2: Well, I know one of the things that I think about is that I think all of us, myself included in this, a lot of times we're spending money out of a habit. Um, we live in the Pacific Northwest and you know coffee is huge around here and I remember back before I owned a business I was working in this one job and there was a person who would go to the coffee shop that was down the street three times every day and it would, I don't think it was anything she really thought about it was just more oh it's 10 o'clock I need to go get some coffee oh it's one o'clock I need to go get some coffee um, and it, it it was just this, kind of this automatic thing, you know, I'm starting to slow down, I need to get go get some coffee. Or being where we are, we have coffee stands everywhere. You practically can't turn a corner on a street without finding a coffee stand. And finding the, um, just, you're spending money out of habit because you're used to it instead of making a conscious choice. And... So I think a big part of being mighty is being conscious of how we we spend our time and our money and asking the question, is what you are doing working for you? Do you like how you're spending your time? Do you like how you're spending your money? And if what you're doing doesn't work, are you ready to make a change?
3: And do you feel like you've... um that you're feeling good about your change once you've made it or you reassess as you go and by tying in and thinking about the different options and also the opportunity that um, if it's not working you can make a change. I mean it's not like you make a choice and then that's exactly what you have to deal with.
2: Yeah, we're always able to change and do something differently. What we did Yesterday doesn't have to mean that we do that, do it the same way today.
3: So, the idea is to be awake and to be able to stay awake and be able to apply the different uh, ways that you are operating in a consistent way so that, that you know what your um, opportunities are and, and your choices and how you have um, the ability to actually be able to go forward.
2: And right now it's time for another commercial break, but don't go away because when we come back, we'll be talking about the formula that we used for change and that we're going to be sharing with you. It's called the secret F words, and that's F as in foxtrot or Frank or Frankfurter or whatever. Anyway, we'll talk about that when we come back, so don't go away.
1: us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
0: are you looking for life's answers how about the meaning of true self can you really be a better person overnight well good luck with that now, if you want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Absurd Psychology. Straight Answers without all the bold. Hosted by Dr. Gary Bell. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions, some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment.
1: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time with Katie Marley. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's one 1-888- 888 346-9141. You may also send us an email to b-myte at b-myte.com. Now, back to this week's show.
2: Welcome back to Be Mighty, Balancing Your Money and Your Time. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the secret F, as in foxtrot words, that we used to make our changes. But before we get to those words, I wanted to uh, talk very briefly about a book that we, as Katie Marley, have authored. It's called Connections, Little Insights for Exploring. You can get it on the website Catalyst for Creative And you can also get it on Amazon.com. So look for connections, little insights for exploring. And what this is are ideas um, that you can use. Everything in there is free. All the ideas are free. They're not going to require you to spend any money. But it's ways that you can connect to yourself and to nature and to each other and a lot of this is about making the connections. So we wanted to let you know that we have that available for you.
3: One of the tie-ins there is to really say at the end of your day do you wonder where your 1,440 minutes have gone? I mean, that's kind of one of those, those numbers, and <laughs> that's why I'm fascinated with that. So you can actually reconnect to your sense of wonder and joy.
2: So don't forget about that. But then as we go on into our F words and the formula, there's a couple quotes that we wanted to give you before we uh, jump into the words themselves. Jim Rohn said, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. And so with this, we're talking about making changes. So you need to be motivated to make the change. And then this formula that we're giving you here is going to give you the habit to keep you going, to make that change.
3: Then also uh, Robert Puller came along and said, "Good habits, once established, are just as hard to break as our bad habits." And so it becomes again being awake and making choices and being willing to step up to the the efforts that it takes to transform our lives. And in the course of transforming our own lives, we've found different creative ways to actually try different steps that we um, are using to create change for the things that we're doing.
2: And what happened is we were going through this process and talking about the, the different steps that we did. We pulled it together into a system, and this is what we've used to change our lives. We know they work. We've taught them to other people, and it has worked for them. And so we want them to share them with you. And using this the, this formula, these words as a way to make change, it will help you to become more balanced in your life.
3: One of the um, the the creative process that we were using and some sense of humor is we had entitled this the secret F word, and obviously this is all full of F words, and so it be, it, it's. Um, hundred uh, percent, when we say, make that statement, uh, we get attention. You know, people are are listening. They're right on the ball there. So as we go down here, we're the, this is our formula. This is our outline of the F words.
2: So first we started with the foundation. Can you tell me what that is?
3: The foundation is is yourself, your core person and your environment. So you start with that. And it's really um, your mind, your body, your person as a whole being and how they interrelate with uh, yourself in an in inner uh, process and also with your environment.
2: And what we've done, too, to help make these easier to remember is to tie these these words to your hand. So if you have your fingers closed together and your thumb up, your thumb is the foundation. This is who you are. This is your environment. It's, it's your context. Um, and so. then the next finger, the pointer finger, has to do with focus. And we felt that that was appropriate for the pointer finger because when we point at something, we tend to be paying attention to it. And that's what focus is, is paying attention to something.
3: And so, it's ability to actually keep one's attention on something, um, which in uh, if you look around yourself and your environment and you're talking to people, there's so many people that are distracted. When they're driving, they're distracted. When they're talking, they're distracted because they're not listening to someone. That whole um, focus effort and paying particular attention um, to something, you need to clear your mind and it helps to clear your mind so you're not in chaos there too but it's really being able to stay on task such as being able to listen and um, not planning your conversation with someone while someone's talking with you so focus is one of the efforts that is a very simple thing but it's very uh, critical so that you can be applying that focus and making the change that's necessary the middle finger has to do with feeling and Kay would you describe how that works
2: feeling okay in this context we're using it that that feelings mean your emotions and what you think affects how you feel and we can demonstrate this right now so think about something sad that has happened to you and really think about it fill out the memory what was it that made you sad what was the situation as as you keep thinking about this if you pay attention to your emotions, you realize you're starting to feel sad. You're focusing on something sad, and now you're starting to feel sad. But let's flip it. In your mind, think about something that made you really happy, uh, something you were excited about, something you were doing, or you know, maybe it was a trip or a birthday present or something like that, just something that made you really, really happy. And as you think about it, pay attention to how you feel because now you're going to be feeling happy your feelings follow your thoughts and this is why it's very very critical to choose what you're going to think about and that's part of the whole focus the focus and the feel are really tied closely together it's like a
3: gps system
2: <laughs> yeah yeah. If where one goes the other one will too and you know or the the thought what you're focusing on says oh go this way and your feelings say okay we're coming along for the ride
3: um and then it comes back to really looking at that choice does it really feel right in the context of making the choice to change or also even looking at your list of things that you want to be changing you know what feels as a good combination for your particular situation is different from someone else's so um it's it's a good one to really brainstorm for yourself what what your imagery looks like down you know in the ultimate situation and um, put these two together and that will get you very far now part of as you move along with that then you're going to get in your flow because that actually helps to start the process of making changes so that you become actually flowing along and become immersed.
2: Well, you and I were talking about flow last night and how to describe it. It is a feeling, but it's more than a feeling. So we were kind of trying to come up with words for it and decided that it's – when you're in the flow with something, you're fully immersed in it. The clock doesn't exist. Other distractions don't exist. And when you're in the flow, when you're you're doing something, whether you're writing, composing, Um, building something, working with numbers, whatever it is that you're doing, when you're fully in the flow, you're totally immersed with it. What you're doing, if somebody else watches you, they look at you and they say, wow, that looked incredibly easy. Um, But that's because you're in the flow. And in the changes that we're making um, in our lives using this formula, um, things as you work on it um, things turn into a flow, and things in your life start aligning toward what you want and where you want to go and uh,
3: actually the the time element actually disappears because all of a sudden your boundary feels like it's gone you're limited limit limitless in the amount of uh the clock time as you're immersed in something
2: and so, you're, well so as we go along in our fingers um the thumb is the foundation, first finger, the pointer finger is the focus, middle finger is the flow, or the feeling, sorry, then that makes the ring finger be the flow. And the other thing we were thinking about is this finger is actually a really good choice for flow because in our society we have the tradition of putting things like engagement wings or wedding rings on our third finger or our our fourth finger here, the ring finger, that's why we call it that. And I don't know if people realize where that tradition came from. But it used to be believed that that finger had a vein that ran directly to the heart, which for people was love. And so when you put a ring on that finger, it was a representation of your heart being engaged with that person. And... We thought it, it fit here because um, when you're in the flow, your heart is engaged, fully engaged. Um, so then the the we'd now come to the uh, little finger.
3: That, that is little finger is out there wanting to have fun. Um, it's basically enjoyment, looking at what you do from a quote-unquote work situation, um, some combination of work and play, uh, some combination of being excited about what you're doing, um, and then as you are totally immersed in that process, you open your hand. That becomes
2: freedom, because with each one, as you know, as we've talked about it, you open your fingers. So first, your fingers are closed up. You've got your thumb. You open your f- your first finger, then your middle finger, then your ring finger, and now you're having fun. So all your fingers are open. And for us, that represents freedom. Because once you've gone through this process, you are free. You're not bound by living in a rut. You're living life on purpose. You're choosing the things you want to do. You're choosing the things to think about. You're choosing how you feel. And it's an incredible feeling to get to this point. Does this happen overnight? No. It happens. This is a result of one choice, one action, one thought at a time. And one insight,
3: you know, from one point to another is different for each person. So it's very important to um, apply that to yourself in a sense of freedom is different for each person. And, um, it's really an attitude of being open and being able to feel like your ability to choose. You're awake, you're conscious, and you can actually, it's like being the um, captain of your boat.
2: So in the next coming weeks, we're going to be talking about different areas of our lives, going through the whole process of the, foc- the foundation, the focus, the feel, the flow, the fun, and the freedom. We're going to be bringing in experts in each one of these areas and interview them and we've asked them to come up with practical suggestions uh, so that we can use these instead of talking about all these different ideas uh, practical things that we can use to make a change in our life to make that one choice one decision one insight one change at a time that over time leads to transformation and do you want to talk about who is coming next week? Yes,
3: um, we have a physical um, body person, um, personal trainer and coach. Uh, She'll be with us and exploring um, the...
2: Finding balance?
3: Finding balance with... In your body. And um, basically, we're playing with words, but her um, title is... um, basically more than a body you it's know, it, you, it, and
2: it, you and you and, and your body
3: so it, it it breaks down into the different elements that we're going to going to be focusing over the next um, weeks and we're very much uh, interested in having you part of this and, and learning as we go there's a set of clues to actually becoming mighty
2: so we'll talk with you next week Friday 11am Pacific time 2pm Eastern time on the Empowerment Channel. We are looking forward to continuing our conversation with Lynn. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you for joining Kmar and D Lee for Be Mighty, balancing your money and your time. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.